Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Socialized TV. I first want to start off by saying that I sincerely apologize for my absence. Much has been going on. I first was running into many technical difficulties with my episodes that I was recording for upload. Somehow in the saving process and the editing process, the audio got really screwed and based off of what was wrong with it i couldn't like manually fix the audio after the fact and so the whole episode had to be scrapped all together and these were relatively long episodes and i just had so many time constraints as well with recording and so i wasn't able to really find the time to do them all over again with some tweaks here and there so that way all of the problems could possibly be eliminated by the time i re-recorded it and then after that i got sick and around this time of the year it is really hard on my asthma it's so easy for my lungs and airways to get inflammation I don't know if you can tell by you know how I sound right now that I do sound a little raspy and that's simply because I'm on medication that's trying to decrease the inflammation I'm on that for a while and so I've just been somewhat having a hard time it seems like after one thing it's it's another but I think things have calmed down for now and I'm just ready to get back to it so Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking and making sure that, you know, uploads are coming. Thank you for being on Facebook and just keeping up with everything that's going on. Quite honestly, that is the best way to get updates from me directly is to be on the Facebook page. All you have to do is when you're on Facebook, type in the name of the podcast and a business page will pop up 
that is where I post not only the episodes and when they're posted, but I also make statuses here and there about what's going on and when they're going to be uploads and if they're going to be delays. So if you aren't on Facebook, I'm not sure if you can still access it, but it's a public page, so I'm quite sure you can. But that's honestly the best way to keep up with updates as far as like what I'm up to and what's going on with the upload schedule with the episodes. But now that that is all out of the way and you've been caught up with everything that has been going on, I want to get into today's topic. And I've been doing much thinking about it and sometimes these topics come a little bit out of order from what I was scheduled to talk about simply because something may have happened during the week that inspired me to talk about it. And this was one of those things. And I want to talk about domestic violence, but I want to tackle it in a slightly different angle. And the angle that I want to have this discussion is in the angle of understanding empaths and narcissists. The thing about it is that when you understand how empaths and narcissists are like the yin to the yang, I think this will help many people and understand many situations. And I myself at first did not realize how important understanding this relationship was until I started running into certain relationship problems myself and began to understand to a certain extent what my role is or was in that situation that allows certain things to happen. And I will do my best to try to describe that here today. There's an article that I had found on Facebook that I personally think is worth reading. It's not really that long, but it's extremely informative. And I will link that in the podcast notes to this episode. But I just want to talk about it from, you know, more of a, a personal perspective rather than super duper informative. You can do that research on your own, especially when it comes to resources for domestic violence. They're the same. We all know what the phone numbers are. We all know what the websites are. But I just, again, want to approach it from a different way where it's like, we we know all that, but at the end of the day, we're focusing on how we're living our lives and how we're existing in our relationships. And that is what totally consumes our attention. And so... When you're in a relationship with a person, you are open to getting to know them and understanding certain things about them and information of of such. But what tends to happen is that somewhere along the way, our feelings get too wrapped up and we start to lose some of that rationality that is so key and so necessary in new relationships because what I've always said is that things always are going to start off good. They, they always are. People want to make the best impression that they can because there's so much that they don't know about you yet. 
And for some people, it takes less time than others to get to know certain people or to look for certain qualities and know certain information about you because they're looking, they're specifically looking for it. They have a trained eye and ear for it. And so some people are a little bit more socially advanced in that aspect where they are meeting new people for the first time and it's not taking them days and weeks and months to get to know the information that they are purposely looking for rather than just being easygoing and going with the flow. And so when you understand what a narcissist is and what an empath is, you will find that even if you don't have every single quality of an empath, most people have enough characteristics that would put them in that category more so than it would a narcissist. And so that's what I'm going to be discussing today. I warn you that this is a very sensitive and a triggering topic, domestic violence. It is a very common social problem. It's a very common relationship problem. And many people go through it. And many people are not comfortable talking about it. Many people feel embarrassed. Many people are subject to the stigmas that surround it. And I understand all of that. But... Please take what I'm saying from a place of genuine concern because this problem is seeming to creep up on the rise and many people are not paying attention to it simply because there are just so many other distractions that are happening right now. And so if this is a conversation that is triggering for you and it's sensitive for you and you don't want to feel like you're being critiqued, then I suggest you don't listen to this. I have not gone through domestic violence. I have not been in an abusive, a physically abusive relationship, but I have dealt with a lot of emotional and mental abuse from being in relationships with certain people. And I'm not here to make comparisons about which situation is worse and which situation is better because all of them are bad to be quite honest. And so That is my disclaimer before I really get into the meats and potatoes of this segment today. And so, with that being said, let's get right into it. Now, first, figuring out what an empath is. To keep it just real simple in general with these terms, an empath is someone that is very, very sensitive to other people's energy and feelings, whether they purposely want to be or not and most of the time they don't want to be that sensitive and that vulnerable to other people's energy but it's simply because they care so much about individuals empaths are very selfless people they are very loyal they're very dedicated to individuals that they care about and love and essentially they're the type of people where it's like your problem is also their problem too And that's pretty much what you need to know about an empath. If you want to throw zodiac signs in it, the the main two that come to mind is our Cancers and Pisces. More so Cancers over Pisces, but water signs tend to be the most sensitive 
out of the zodiac and the cancer which is also what I am is the most sensitive and the most motherly and the most nurturing out of all the zodiac signs and so I relate 110% to being an empath and the thing is is that other people come to you you don't have to go to other people to get to know their problems or get to know things that they're going to that they're going through people just volunteer that information to you whether they know you personally or not and I can attest to the fact that sometimes I can just be going about my day I can be on the train or the bus or even at the club just sitting down and sometimes people will just randomly come up to me and, and start talking to me and, and just start sharing all of these different things with me and most of the time I had no idea they were even in the vicinity you know I'm just kind of in my own world sort of being observant and watching people but sometimes you'll have people that just kind of come out of the woodwork and just you know come around me introduce themselves and small talk turns into deeper talks and so that's just kind of like what happens and you may be that person that seems like the go-to for everyone like everyone just loves to tell you their business people love to gossip with you or to you um it, it, and it's weird because most of the time it's unwarranted you you don't know what it is about you that people feel so comfortable telling you certain things and being around you but look at that as a good thing that is a sign of you being trustworthy and people feeling like they can trust you without you having to try to be convincing most people have to try to convince you that they are a good person and that they're a kind person and that they're trustworthy but when you're an empath people just sense that and i'm going to be referencing energy a lot in this conversation and many people depending on what their spiritual beliefs are have different names for energy they have aura they have vibe all of that is the same thing and so just understand that the terminology with that can be slightly different but i'm still talking about the same thing but i'm going to be referring to it as energy you have people where just like you're sensitive to their energy they are also sensitive to yours and so it is important to have boundaries when you're a person that is like the go-to because many people tend to abuse that that quality about empaths where they're just so open and vulnerable to other people's needs and issues that sometimes it can be burdensome on you sometimes you may find yourself having a lot of mood changes where you could have woke up that day and it felt really really good you were ready to take on the day and then somebody talks to you or someone asks you a question or you just had some kind of verbal conversation with someone and then when you look your energy just plummeted to the floor and you don't even know why and most of the time it's because of someone else sometimes you can be in an environment around people where it's so much tension it's so much depression it's so much anxiety it, and it's just it creates an atmosphere around you that feels like a really thick 
impenetrable cloud where it's like no matter where you go you can't really escape it and it just weighs down on you and those are just some of the things that come along with being an empath where it's like your mood is subject to a lot of things and many times people say oh well you can't let individuals have that much control no one willingly wants to let other people control their mood that's not something that is purposeful that's purposeful trust me but it's like again it's just something you feel sometimes you don't need the specifics you just feel it you just feel like something isn't right you just feel like something is going to happen and sometimes you know people try to convince you that it's in your head or you're over exaggerating but you know it feels real to you and these are all things that you know empaths deal with i deal with it all the time that's why honestly if i don't really have to go anywhere i stay home to be perfectly honest like i don't really like being around people but for so long because it just does something to my energy and i'm already like low energy as it is i've never been an energetic person i've never really woken up out of bed completely refreshed i'm just kind of meh in the morning i'm just like at that 50 percent line of energy and sometimes it's not even that and so being outside in the world and being around people it get it makes me anxious it makes me uncomfortable because sometimes it's like you just don't want to be bothered sometimes you just want to be really incognito when you're in the world you don't want to be noticed you don't want to stand out but you do and it's like people just again they flock to you you don't have to be outgoing most empaths that i know are not outgoing they are introverted i'm not saying that it's impossible to be an extroverted empath but it's kind of an oxymoron in a way where it's like you know if you're so sensitive to other people's energy you're not going to be going out there chasing for it you know you're just going to deal with it as it as it comes to you which it it will and the thing is is that it's not going to be a, a gendered thing it's not going to be like oh well you attract more you know women than men sometimes it's it's a mix sometimes it's just people you know i've had conversations with individuals of all different kinds of walks of life all different ages all different ethnicities male female i, I mean just literally it can be anybody it can be anybody it can be the drug addict down the street it, it can be the homeless man it, it can be you know the lady that just got off of work it, it can just literally be anybody anybody and the thing is is that like i said it's so important to have boundaries because you have to guard your energy some people are what are considered to be energy vampires i'm not sure if you've heard that term but these are individuals who just thrive on chaos. They're agents of chaos. They just always have to have drama going on. And many of us have friends like this. Many of us have coworkers like this. Many of us have family members like this. Where it's like every time you talk to them, something is going on. 
And sometimes you get to a point where you just know the drama and you know the person so well that every time they text you or every time they call you, you don't even want to answer. You turn your phone over. You try to act like it never even happened because you already know what that conversation is going to be without you even having to answer. And to be honest, that's shameful. You know, but there are some people like that where it's like, and they, they don't even realize that they're doing this to you and their mind they they just are calling a friend to vent but it's like sometimes i don't want to hear it sometimes it's like that other person is so focused on how their day was that they don't even ask me about mine they don't even ask me how i'm feeling they don't even ask me about what i'm up to the conversation is all about them sometimes you can't even get a word in because they just got to get their story out. They just got to get their situation out. And I'm like, there's a difference between a conversation and a dictatorship. Okay. And most of the time it's a dictatorship. It's a lecture. I'm just listening and not even talking or engaging. And I'm just like, did you really even need to call me? I'm like, you could have had this conversation all by yourself, quite frankly. And people do this all the time. And it's a selfishness about it. And this is kind of, I guess, the preliminary stages to narcissism. And dealing with narcissists are just simply put very selfish and inconsiderate people. They have a false sense of importance. They think the world is supposed to revolve around them. They think everybody is supposed to stop what they're doing to be concerned about them. They are just so self-centered. If, if there was a sun in a universe, they would be the sun. That's pretty much what a narcissist is. And narcissists love empaths. They love to abuse the fact that you as an empath truly and earnestly care about everything that is them and everything that concerns them. They know this without a shadow of a doubt. When you're an empath, people can sense that you genuinely care. Again, you're not pretending to be a caring or a nice person. It's just who you are. And empaths just, just thrive and, and love to be loved and love to care about others. It makes them feel fulfilled. It makes them feel important. But that's where the two differ. Narcissists and empaths need different things to feel important. And narcissists need to make other people feel below them so that they feel like they're up. Sometimes it can be in a physical way where you have people on your job, for example, who could be the manager and sometimes not even the manager sometimes they have the exact same position as you but they feel like they're better they feel like it's something about them that gives them the one up in life over everybody else around them like there's some kind of advantage or something that makes them special when it is perceived it's not an actual fact it's not an actual reality this is something that they have felt is the reality for themselves and these are very dangerous people because they don't have any limitations to what they're going to do to get what they want. Even if it means stepping on you, even if it means exploiting you, even if it means blackmailing you, it doesn't matter. As long as they get what they want, and anything and anybody is, is game. It's, it's fair game. Anybody. And so, the narcissists are the biggest threat to empaths.
for that simple fact that there's a ruthlessness about taking your energy, exploiting the fact that you care about them, exploiting the fact that you're almost always available to them whenever they want. Those are things that set the foundation for a lot of abuse. And I explained all that to set the stage for how most, in my opinion, domestic violence relationships start. For one thing, things start off very small. Some things you may not even think is a big deal. And it's like, oh, well, you know, that's... We, we tend to write off a lot of things as, oh, that's just how that person is. But it's simply an excuse. It's a cover-up and it's, it makes you be in denial. I'll give a scenario. Say you're a woman and you're meeting a guy for the first time and you really like him. And the thing is, before you met him, you had many relationship issues. You've had lots of hits to your confidence. You had lots of hits to your self-esteem. And you just don't feel as good as you used to about yourself. It is what it is. And so, you're giving it another go with dating. And you meet a guy who seems to be perfect. He seems to cross off everything on your list. He's good looking. He's smart. People like him. He dresses nice. He cares about his appearance. He's suave. He's charismatic. He's nice. He's the funniest guy in the room. He's the life of the party. And you just feel like you've hit the jackpot. Like you've got the guy that everybody seems to want. And sometimes you think to yourself, how did I get so lucky? Or why would he be interested in somebody like me? We're nothing alike. We don't really look that compatible, but yet he's interested in me nonetheless. He calls, he takes me out, he does all of the small things that I want him to do. And he's just great. That's usually the typical scenario. But here's the thing. As I've stated in a previous episode, you have to be careful sometimes with the information that you disclose to people because many people for what they have very selective hearing they only hear what's important to them at least not what's important to you but what's important to them and they will take that information and make like a mental file about you and put a tab on it so that they can come back to it later in the right situation what happens is if you're the type of person that likes to make self-depreciating comments or you like to talk about your ex a lot that speaks to what your self-esteem is like and how you view yourself if a guy picks up that you aren't confident or that your confidence is either fake or you really don't think highly of yourself like you try to portray that you do by saying certain things he's going to make a note of that and the reason why is because he'll exploit that to his advantage. He'll know at the right times how to make you feel really good and how to make you feel really, really bad, depending on what it is that he's trying to do. It's all a manipulation tactic. And I hate to say this so negatively, but I wish I knew more about this when I was younger because it would have allowed me to realize that there were a lot of people that I shouldn't have give, given chances. There were a lot of people that I shouldn't have even gotten involved with from the jump. And I say this because 
what happened was that my feelings got so wrapped up and I cared so much about them to the point where even when they were doing everything under the sun that I didn't care for, I wrote it off as, oh, well, that's, that's just their vices. You know, there are more things that's good about them than bad or I can fix that. Or if they're with me long enough and we talk about it, I can fix that. And that is the worst thing an empath can do is say to themselves, I can fix that. No, you cannot, and it's not your job. You are not Bob the Builder, and people are not buildings. You are not the architect. You can't plan, design, and build up somebody. That, that's not what you've been put here to do. It isn't. And I have to emphasize that because I've done it myself, and I know so many people who do the same thing, where it's like they meet somebody, and they see the red flag. Sometimes it's like... You know, you got to take a step back and you think like, hey, you know, this, I like this guy, but he, he seems to be a little selfish or he seems to, you know, not really be so nice in certain situations. Things unfold faster than you realize. And sometimes if your feelings are so wrapped up and you're just caught up in the, the flow of things, you won't notice the red flags. And the thing is, the more you don't notice them, the easier it is for the narcissist because it's making it's a it's making them feel so important and so egotistical. Everything that you do and say strokes their ego. Everything. Because what's going to happen is eventually the more that you let slide, the more you elevate them over your life, over your needs, over your emotions, over your desires. And what happens is you have, first of all, narcissists thrive over hierarchy. Okay. They have to be above something and somebody. They have to be. And so the more you let them be above you, the worse it is because you're fulfilling what they feel their purpose is to be the most important thing not somewhat important to be the most important to be the only important thing that's what they want but that can only happen if you give them permission for it for them to do that to you that's the key here you have to volunteer your boundaries and your emotions to a narcissist you have to. They can't just take it just because they want it. You have to be able to willingly give it up. And sometimes as an empath, you think that by being the super nice girl, being the friendly girl, or being the girl that lets her boyfriend does whatever he wants to do, somehow makes you the best kind of woman. No, it makes you a doormat. That's what it makes you. And the thing is, is that narcissists, don't care about how low you think of yourself. The lower you think of yourself, the better it is for them. It's so much manipulation that happens. And going back to, to the scenario, you know, you're meeting this guy and, and things start to change. He starts to talk to you differently. He starts to make comments about how you look. He starts to nitpick at you and it hurts your self-esteem. All of a sudden, he might start saying something about how you dress. Saying that, you know, you, you could dress a little better than that. Or, why are you wearing this? Or, or oh, you you gained a little weight. Or, you know, they, they'll just say something. And here's what I want to quickly address too. 
most of the time when people say disrespectful things to you they try to make it seem like it's a joke but they're actually dead serious that's not a joke you know we we have come up with the kind of social pros that allows us to really be insulting to other people but we mask it as a joke we try to make it seem like it's as lighthearted as possible when really it's disrespectful there are so many you know subliminals that people throw at you and if you're not the type of person that picks up on that which an empath will almost every time you know you're you're going to really think it's a joke you're going to take it for face value it's like oh you know I, I know they didn't you know mean to call me fat or, or mean to call me dumb or or mean to call me ugly they're just playing no they're not take that very seriously because you got to let them know that that's not acceptable you're not going to talk to me like that and if you're going to keep talking to me like that you can forget about us even knowing each other you have to put your foot down because again narcissists have ways of just doing things really sneakily and, and really under the radar and the thing is is that depending on how attached you are to them you're not even going to think it to be anything serious but nonetheless you still will feel bad it's like you may on the one hand tell yourself it was a joke but it still didn't make you feel good you still didn't like it whether it was a joke or not it didn't make you feel good and that's the important thing you have to realize that how you feel is true to yourself that is the very essence of what makes you who you are is how you feel if you have a feeling or or that gut instinct where it's like you know what this isn't right or this isn't really becoming a good situation and it seems like it's doing a 360 it started off one way and now it's another you need to get yourself out of that and the thing is is that the longer you wait to do it the worse it's gonna get sometimes as well you have narcissists where they're a different kind of narcissist but the thing is with narcissists is that they will have so many other issues that contribute and feed feed their narcissism and when you have the type of person or in this scenario a guy that has issues like resentment towards his mother he's very misogynistic he doesn't really respect women he doesn't think highly of women he thinks they're only good for sex and nothing else he don't take them seriously he respects people who are very controlling he respects people who are disrespectful he respects people that overexerts their authority over people who can't defend themselves he looks down on people who has not lived like him or is in the same social economic class as him he has a negative attitude towards homeless people and says that they're homeless because they're lazy and not because of any other reason narcissists like that are like to me the most dangerous because again they feel like it's something about them that makes them better 
than other people. They have this false sense of reality. And the thing is, is that they have been able to maneuver in spaces and be around individuals where they like that behavior. They encourage that behavior, that, that lone shark mentality where it's like, I'm going to go after you to get what I want at, by any means necessary. And if you don't do what I say, I'm going to make your life a living hell. These are individuals like that. And when you're in relationships with these people, they're going to make you feel so small and insignificant to the point where they may even start not just emotionally and mentally beating you down but physically beating you down there are some people who also have a complex where it's like they have to physically dominate somebody it's not enough to just play psychological games to do it but they got to physically do it and these are people who can't do it emotionally and, and, and psychologically they have to physically do it because that's always been their defense they've always had to, to fight, so to speak, people and, and feel like they're always on the defense or feel like somebody is always attacking them and against them. Those are other kinds of narcissists. Those are narcissists that have something to hide. And usually, these are narcissists that are very aware of what they're doing. And again, when you know all of this and see all of this, you have to really get yourself out of that situation you have to tell that person like hey um i gotta go about this another way i i don't think what we're doing right here is is good for us i think we should go our separate ways and the thing is is that this is where you got to be the most careful because narcissists when they realize they're losing control over you that's where they're going to up the ante that's where they are going to do everything in their power to exert that control and get that control back. You're not leaving them. You're not going to stand up for yourself. You're not going to have confidence. It directly threatens who they are. And what happens is that sometimes you'll be in a situation where you're getting into physical altercations. They are beating you up. They are even doing this in public. They they have the type of carelessness where they don't even care if other people are witnessing it. They, they're that bold about it. And it can be a really dangerous situation for you because it's like when people don't know the whole story and they just see some of it, sometimes it puts you in a position to be the initiator where you're really trying to defend yourself. I've, the way I've grown up and the way I've been bullied, I've never been able to have that damsel in distress privilege simply because I'm tall. I'm taller than most guys. I'm, you know, plus size. And so that just adds some more build to my stature to supposedly look intimidating and imposing according to other people. And so I can't play that, again, that damsel in distress card where it's like, oh, a man hit me and, you know, he did all of these terrible things to me. I'm not really going to be believed like that because it's like, well, you bigger than him. It's like, what do you mean? Like he hit you and he did all these things. You didn't fight back. Those are going to be the responses that I get. But 
other women who are, are you know, short and, and petite, they are given that childlike privilege and, and that that childlike. Uh, I can't even think think of the, the right word, but you understand what I'm saying. Where it's like it's easier to believe them because other people impose this childlike innocence upon them that may or may not even be applicable but just simply because of the physicality of it it's like oh well i'm more inclined than the guy did you know do all of these things that she said because he's bigger than her he's buffeting her and you know he has to be threatening just by default this is this is why stereotypes can be so dangerous because individuals who highly believe in it don't want to hear the facts they don't want to look at the facts they just want to go off of what they see. They don't care about what the truth is. And the thing is, is that narcissists also are aware of that too. The social stigmas and the stereotypes and, and all these different things. They use that to their advantage. How many times have we seen people lie or individuals and say they did something but had no proof, didn't go to authorities, didn't do any of the, the things that you would expect someone who has been supposedly that victimized would do. And the thing is, is that after that statement I just made, some people are going to be like, oh, you're victim shaming. Let me just say this, and I'm only going to say this once. I don't victim shame. I have a lot of sympathy for people who go through certain things that shouldn't even happen. But I will say this, certain things are common sense and certain things that I expect people to do if they want me to be on their side. I have to have the entire story, okay? I can't just have a little piece of some hearsay and run with it. That's not what logical people do. And so I, I sometimes personally get frustrated when we got all these terms and and, and all of these insults for people who are asking very legitimate questions in situations, but they are called whatever kind of phobes and victim shamers and all these other kinds of things. But we completely forget the fact that we're dealing with a person who has the burden of proof to prove their situation and say, this is what happened to me. It's not enough to blame somebody. You got to prove it. That's how, that, that's the kind of society we live in. So, I, I, I don't care about what a person said or, or what they thought. I need facts. I need facts. And sometimes, and again, people are going to like this, but sometimes we put ourselves in situations because we didn't use common sense. There's a reason why we teach girls certain things and how to navigate life and, and navigate being out in the world around men. There's a reason we tell, you know, girls be nice, but you know, don't lead a guy on. It's a reason why we tell girls to don't be out at night by themselves. It's a reason why we tell girls don't dress the way that they, you know, don't dress the way that they do. Don't wear too much makeup. You know, we, we tell girls all kinds of things and I'm not saying that all of them are correct I'm not saying all of them are positive things but it is a reason why it exists and until we accept the fact 
that there to a certain extent is a reason why we raise boys and girls differently can we then begin to attack the problem from all angles and not just make it a one-sided thing that's the place we need to get to and that's my stance on it i'm not changing it it is what it is you know in situations like this unfortunately us girls we we've been raised to a certain extent to our detriment to care so much about boys it to a certain extent it really has been more damaging than it has been you know helpful to us because what happens is it puts us in a situation where we are not looked at as equals and you have certain certain men who feel like they can use that to their advantage and either physically or emotionally and mentally dominate us and we don't have a right to defend ourselves or prevent it from happening and this is what i see you know you have so many women where it's like again they think so lowly of themselves they think oh why would you know a guy like that want a fat chick like me or or what a dark-skinned woman like me or what a nerdy girl like me or or just whatever you'll find something negative to say about yourself because that's what the world wants you to believe about yourself and you apply that to your relationships you apply that to every interaction that you have with people and the thing is we all are existing in the same society the same way you are internalizing that other people are internalizing it too the only difference is that you have some people who use it to beat themselves up and then you have other people who use it as manipulation tactics it's used for different purposes but at the end of the day we are all receiving the same message you know and I just want women to understand that you can't let your low self-esteem your poor image of yourself your financial situation to put you in a position to feel like you need to just accept crumbs from anybody and if you don't take anything away from this episode this is what my main message is women you need to stop letting yourself feel like you just deserve anything you have a right to have standards you have a right to say i'm not going to allow this to happen i'm not going to allow you to talk to me any kind of way i'm not going to allow you to control me i'm not going to allow you to tell me who can be my friend and who can't be i'm not going to allow you to take me away from my family or mess up my relationships with my family members i'm not going to allow you to control my money or feel like just because you give me some money here there or you help me out that somehow you own me this is not slavery i am not your pet or your slave and you are not my master we don't live in a society like that. You are not going to treat me as such. I'm a human being and that's how you're going to treat me. And that's how you're going to respect me. And I'm not going to accept it any other way. If you don't like me or if you have a problem with how I look or, or how I feel about myself, then you can leave me. Why are you in a why are you wasting your own time? If you are so important and if you are so all of that, what are you doing with somebody like me then? Can't you do better? That's the fun that's the irony about dealing with narcissists. They want to make it seem like they are so much better than you, but they are sometimes on the same level as you. It's like you can't possibly be 
in a situation where you feel like you're better and we're doing the exact same thing. Sometimes some people had to remember how they met some people. Where it's like, you know, you have some guys who are so-called pimps, for example. And they're dealing with women who are their so-called hoes. And they think somehow they're better than them or they're doing them a favor. However she was getting her money is her business. But at the end of the day, it didn't have anything to do with you. You wanted to be with somebody who you felt could help you. And the thing is, is that it took you to manipulate her and make her feel lust in you in order for it to happen. Why do you deserve any of her money? She's out there doing all the work. You just sitting back collecting. As far as I'm concerned, that's a stupid thing. Why are you letting somebody get a cut of what you are out there hustling and bustling for? It doesn't make sense. What do you need him for? Us women, we really got to start asking ourselves some crucial questions. Why are we in this relationship? What? Why have we convinced ourselves that this is something lucrative? Or, or why is it that we're, we're with this guy because we feel like we can't do better? We got to stop getting out of this competition type of mindset where it's like, oh, I got to have the best looking guy or the richest guy or whatever. You need to be with a good person. That's what you need. You need to be with a good person. All of that other stuff is temporary and it's not important and it's not something that is going to be to your best to, to your best interest at the end of the day. You got a good looking guy for what? So that every other woman can want him and that he can feel like he can do better than you and cheat on you and then you want him and you wonder why? Come on, it's dumb. It's dumb. The way you level up quote unquote or the way you do better is by strengthening yourself is by loving yourself caring about yourself and not trying to use other people as avenues to get what you want and I know that there are uh, there's so many different perspectives to look at things and I'm not claiming to have all the answers but again I've been in situations where because I thought that because I was tall and, and because of my weight and because of the color of my skin that I just wasn't good enough. That there was always going to be somebody that a guy is going to want and I'm just never going to be enough. I'm, I'm never going to be attractive. I'm, I'm never going to, to be the type of woman who he feels like he can be with for a long period of time. I, I used to, to really struggle with that. And the thing is, I had to realize that I wasn't the problem. Yes, I had my feelings about myself, but at the end of the day, I wasn't treating myself like shit. It was his, it was his job to, to love me and to be honest with me and to care about me and spend time with me and grow a relationship with me because he cared. That's what he was supposed to do. Now... Me working on myself was my job. And him working on himself was his job. We can't fix each other. And the thing is, like I said earlier, we get into this, oh, I can fix them. Don't fix people. That's their job to fix themselves. And I'm not saying that you got to be quote unquote complete 
or perfect to be in a relationship. None of us are complete and none of us are perfect, to be perfectly honest. None of us are. But the thing is, is that we we let all of these things cloud our judgment of what a relationship is supposed to be, what's supposed to happen, and, what's, and who's supposed to do what. Everybody's situation is going to be different. But all I'm saying is that sometimes when we think so low of ourselves, we really undervalue how special we are. Empaths, y'all got to understand, people come to us. We don't come to them. People can see that it's something special about the way we love and the way we care. Other people can't do it like us. That's why we're so sought after. And you have to protect that. That has to be the very thing that is important to you. Looks and all of uh, material possessions, that's irrelevant to who you are as a person. What is your character like? What is your heart like? That's what's important. And the thing is, is that you're going to have people who are going to try to come into your life and ruin everything. Like I said, there are some people who are agents of chaos. They thrive in it. Narcissists and agents of chaos don't want good things to happen to you. They don't want you to feel good about yourself. They don't want to be happy for your success. They don't want to be there for you when you're going through things. Everything's got to be about them. And you know what? If it means cutting off a lot of your friends, so be it. If it means blocking some of your family members, so be it. If it means isolating yourself from the wrong people, so be it. If it means removing everybody out of your life that falls into that category, so be it. Empaths, we got to stop being afraid of being alone. Sometimes that's what we need is to be alone so we can figure out who we are and spend some time with ourselves. We're so busy trying to spend time with other people that we forget about ourselves. We forget to spend time with our number one player, with our number one cheerleader, and that's ourselves. Me, myself, and I. Some of us need to care about ourselves the way we care about other people. Because I'm telling you, you get hurt at the end of the day. You be the one with the black eyes. You be the one that got a lot of people. You be the one that be dealing with the hurt and shame. Not them. You be the one who has to lie to the police because you don't want them to be in jail. You the one who is always with your back against the wall. Not them. It don't have to be that way. It never was supposed to be that way. That's not love. Somebody who loves you will not go out of their way to hurt you. That is not love. And it never will be. You can't get love out of that. That is evil. You can't get love out of evil. It takes a whole lot of colors to make up black. Than it does to make black into a color. You can't do it. You can't go in reverse and do it the other way. I conclude with this. First, understand that other people thrive when you feel down about yourself. Two, 
even if you got low self-esteem, even if you have a negative self-image, keep that to yourself. Don't let other people know that. Fake it till you make it if you have to. Because at the end of the day, people are like vultures and they're going to come and they're going to prey on you. Don't talk bad about yourself. Don't do it. Three. Don't get into relationships thinking that it's going to fix your problems. Sometimes other people are just burdened. Sometimes they add on rather than take away your problems. They just add to them. So if you got a lot going on, you don't need to be in a relationship. It's not going to help anything. It isn't. It's just going to make you more stressed out. And you don't need that stress. You don't need it. Four. Get out of that relationship or that so-called situationship. Because most of the time, that's what it is. It's a situationship. It ain't a relationship. They're not being faithful to you. They are not being exclusive with you. You're just somebody who is making yourself available to them. That's it. And I'm not saying that it's impossible to have a relationship out of a hookup or a club meetup or whatever. But to be honest, that's not really the best way to meet somebody. You got to be realistic. And I guess that's the fifth thing. Be realistic about people and, and how you met them and what the situation is. Be realistic. It's okay to take a step back and realize things are a mistake. At least that will give you some time to change some things. At least that will give you an opportunity to correct the problem. It's okay to realize you screwed up. But that's the thing about us humans. We know how to adapt. When things change, we adapt. Learn how to adapt. Pay more attention. Sometimes your life depends on it. And I guess the last and final thing is be alone as, as long as you need to be. There is no rush. One thing, it, it took me 26 years to realize being in a relationship sometimes is not always what it's cracked up to be, especially if you ain't with a, a good person. Sometimes it's not about being with the right person. Sometimes it's just being with a good person. You know, I want you to be with the right person and the right person is going to come along. But you got to understand that you can't force things to be something that it isn't. You can't force a cat to be a dog and a dog to be a cat. They are what they are. You can't force people to be a good person if they're not a good person. It's nothing you can do. You got to accept people for who they are, who they show themselves to be to you. You have to accept that that way. And I think when you do all th those things, you will realize, you know what? My life is so much more important than anything else anybody got to offer me. I want to live life for as long as I can and to do what I want to do and what I dream of doing and what I want to do while I got the chance to do it. Because let me tell you, there are women dying every day. And there are a lot of things that can happen in life. But one thing I wouldn't want to happen is for somebody to feel like they got the power to take my life away from me. I'm not trying to put my life in somebody else's hands. And you shouldn't either. Whether you realize it or not, it takes time for 
you to realize what your purpose is and if you are not connected to a higher power you are not going to know what your purpose is but i have to tell you sometimes you don't have to look far or wide to realize what it is sometimes you're living and existing right in it and don't realize you being kind to other people you showing humanity to other people is serving your purpose that's what an empath is here for we are the ones that's supposed to to show the love and the positivity and be the leaders. A narcissist can't do that. They never will. That's why they attack us so much. Understand that when you are different from other people, you are going to have adversity. It's nothing you can do about it, but just be who you are and be true to yourself. Uh, many people are going to like you, but just the same way other people are going to like you, there are going to be people who will like you. There are going to pe be people who are going to love you and cherish cherish you and honor you and make you feel like you're important. And the thing about it is, because I told you what a narcissist is, you got to make sure you don't become the narcissist. You have to make sure that you don't become the very thing that is the enemy to you. It's so easy to do it because we got so much choice in life. We can, we can do so many things that we want to do just simply because we got the free will to do it. But for a person to really understand what's going on and, and really understand other people, you have to make sure that you stand in your truth and you can't let people change it. Don't let people change you. Some people, unfortunately, can't be saved. Some people are not going to know how to love. Some people are not going to know how to be good people. But that ain't your job to teach them. They got to figure it out. You just have to continue to do what you do best. That concludes today's episode. I hope it was informative. I hope you learned something. I hope you feel encouraged by this episode and if you're in a situation like domestic violence please get some help please understand that your life depends on it and you may not think that it can get any worse but it will it will get worse if you don't do something you need to have the right people in your corner you need to have the right people supporting you and in this situation let it be a teaching moment don't let it defeat you to the point where you feel like you're worthless learn something from it It'll make you be a much stronger and more equipped person at the end of the day. But you have to take life into your own hands. Your children may depend on it. People need you to exist. Seek help. Look up the resources. Try to get out. And if you can't get help, you better fight your way out of it. Don't just lay down and be somebody's mat. Defend yourself. You are worth it. And you need to believe that you're worth it. You deserve to be happy and loved. Nobody should be beaten down by anybody. At all. Ever. It doesn't matter who it is. Please share this. If you feel as though it was helpful and encouraging, I would greatly appreciate it. Like and subscribe to the podcast on all platforms the same way that it is spelled here. Like and follow the Facebook page for updates. That way you know when episodes are uploaded. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in my next one.
Bye-bye, it's so long.